We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith Podcast. Uh, Newcastle United have just, I, I, I'm going to say, we've utterly, utterly dominated Burnley in a 2-0 win. An informed team in the Premier League, Burnley. Um, Pundits' choice for everything, not lost since Boxing Day. And they've just come to St James's Park and took an, like, an absolute football and hiding and a football and lesson from Rafa's marks. Um, in one of, one of the most comfortable games I can remember for a long time and that includes Saturday which was until tonight probably the most comfortable game I could remember so we've just like outdone the comfortableness <laughs> in the space of three days it's against a good team with, a, with 11 players um, Si, thoughts? The most comfortable night you've ever had? Um, yes, comfortable is the right word it just it, it was never in question was it? From the moment we scored I mean the the first 15 minutes, I think the, the excitement of the Huddersfield game sort of petered out when we realised, oh, actually, we're up against like an alright team here. They're not as bad as Huddersfield. But at no point were you worried that they were going to do out here. Like, we were just better. We made them look like Huddersfield by the end of the game. It took a bit longer to break them down. It took a bit longer to kind of show them up for what they are. But they're just a dirty, shite, boring, nothing Premier League club who just tried to kick the shit out with. And we've just absolutely battered them. Not in a sense of uh, bad them like 26 shots on goal against Huddersfield, but bad them just in every part of the way we played the game. We created all the best chances. We gave them nout. We won all the big like battles. It's just, yeah, it was just a really really enjoyable night. And 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 you're right, Mickey. It's it's weird. It's it, it almost felt more comfortable than the Huddersfield game, even though we really did bad them. And it's just a weird feeling coming to St James's Park for the fourth time in a row, and not just kind of getting excited about winning expecting it by the end and just like accepting it because it's now the norm and it's class Ben 100% agree yeah, really really comfortable like, there's no other word for it like what a fucking feeling like we don't ever get to enjoy nights like this I mean t- you, you said it on the end of the match day it's pretty what a week and it's only Tuesday like unfucking believable um, just yeah pick up on a few points like defensively I think that's one of the most comfortable games other than Saturday when they basically weren't really playing against anybody, they absolutely had the pants of uh, pants off bloody Woods and bloody Barnes. Um, Woods was just getting absolutely nothing. Like easy day, like it was easy easy clearances all day. Um, <clears throat> for Lascelles and Lejeune, they handled them really really well. They they didn't get a kick first half. It was so so easy. 
the, the, the passing was unbelievable. The switch of play from Shaw and Lejeune. I mean, Lejeune, some of the balls he played first half were absolutely phenomenal. Um, just switch and play. Long staff again was absolutely outstanding. Um, there was just so many positives to take. And you could see the, the, the confidence in that team. They, they built and built. And towards the end of the first half, we were literally taking the piss, just passing the ball around. The LAs were out. And it's like, this is Burnley, who everyone meant to be a difficult team to play against. And we just we looked so comfortable and so confident. It was unbelievable. Well, apart from the fact that Ben's just done a whole podcast in a minute and a half there and talked about all the contents, um, consensus of opinion from us and I think everyone else at St James's is that that was just comprehensive and the word the, the word right sorry the words right it's, it was it was comfortable um, and Newcastle United fans don't get that ever think about even times when we've been good in the past it was never comfortable it was never ever yeah. comfortable it was always ridiculous. Would always win by scoring like a last-minute fucking winner or something absurd. Or there'd be some sort of backlash at the end of the game. Or, yeah, some, or like would be absolutely up against it. But there, you know, they've chucked the ball along towards the end of the game. But um, not great, they've not they've not threatened. Other than other than some goal mouth scrambles, they've not threatened. Yeah, I mean Ben set up for the first half. The only thing we noted that they were doing was launching the ball from the edge of their box towards Chris Wood, and like it was either Lejeune or Lascelles every time just just won the ball. And if they didn't, the other one, whichever one it wasn't, Lejeune just mopped it up. Like they just couldn't get anywhere near our goal. It was just, it was just nout. And all they had in the second half was to hype thirty-nine-year-old Peter Crouch on to try and do the same thing. They're like, this is Burnley, who've, who've what they're like eight games unbeaten, form team in the league apart from Man U, and it's like they were, were just pissed on them. It was too easy. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like change. Football's never too easy for Newcastle, and this felt too easy. Yeah, it's weird, um, and it, it just says everything you need to know about Rafa Benitez, doesn't it? That he eight managers have tried tried to pick apart the Burnley form in a row and and have failed to to different extents. And Rafa Benitez comes along with Newcastle United with a fra- with a fraction of the cost of Burnley's fucking squad and just shows them up like completely outclasses Daesh, anti-football Daesh, who's a prick by the way, along with most of their players. Um, it was, it was an absolute joy to see. So for the first individual I want to talk about tonight, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some credit for myself here because I've been saying it from the fucking moment we signed him. Fabian Shaw is fucking brilliant at football. He's brilliant. As a, as a, for a, to have a defender playing for a team like Newcastle that are, whatever we are in the league, 13th, that is that composed on the ball and has, has that range of passing is basically unheard of like he should be playing for a better team than Newcastle he's, I think he's that good and I've said it from the moment he started what I really want to talk about though is uh, I said this on the match day video for anyone that's watched that before this I had basically the perfect seat in the crowd to watch his goal I was literally sat directly behind it and it just went in a straight line there was like a, if you drew a line between me Shaw and the top corner it would have been perfectly straight and the, the ball's just gone straight in like no pissing about right in the top bag off the post and in um, and I have spent the rest of the game basically trying to think of a better goal if I'm a defender the only one that comes close is is Fabian Shaw against Cardiff <laughs> like, that's the only one I can think of I'll bear. Ben I'll bear uh, yeah I'll bear I'll bear but uh, only because of context not because of the goal uh, I, don't, I mean a chip a chip is a kind of nice goal 
But anyway, no, yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, what a strike. It just it just came out of nowhere. Like, you thought, oh, Cher's got the ball at the edge of the box. What's he going to do? Oh, fuck. He's just absolutely fucking spanking it. And Tom Heaton's a canny keeper as well. Normally pulls out unbelievable saves. And he had ab- he had nothing for that. He was absolutely beaten. I um, completely agree. Like, he's been a cracking signing for it. Like, he's really, really added. Complimented the, the team. Um, we've, we've talked about it on previously. Like, he's, he's allowed Rafa to adapt this team. Almost to like the, the perfect Rafa team where you've, he's got plenty of bodies back. He's able to play five at the back and be solid defensively. But because of the plays that we've got now in Lejeune and Shaw, the wing backs flying on. They can turn that into an attack, attacking formation. Um, I think the reason Shaw's not playing for a top, top team is because he does have the odd mental thought in there. Like, <laughs> there, there's a couple of times where we do something a bit mental. mental it's just like, he just like. There was a couple of times where we were like, "What the fuck's he doing?" There was one where like he tried to, um, I think he tried try like a quick turn on the on the sideline or something. And it didn't come off. Or he like he just does meant he, do, he does, has that odd little mental like moment. But he he what he gives you in terms of his creativity from the back and he's so composed on the ball. It's just it and it's it's the absolute dream for someone like Lascelles, who is the complete opposite, has no composure. I mean, fucking hell, he had the easiest pass in the, of the game and still missed it to Longstaff and nearly put Burnley in. Um, so to take that pressure off Lascelles and just allow Lascelles to just sweep up and mop up, it's bringing the best out of him. Lejeune on the other side as well, it's the double whammy. The pair of them are just absolutely fantastic. And you're right, Mickey, like, he's, what a signing he's been. Like, he's, he's, he's allowed us to evolve into a completely different type of attacking entity that nobody expected the fact that we've got two ball playing centre backs that can bring the ball out and help in attack I mean it's it's unbelievable I also said on an earlier podcast and people aren't going to believe us but I said it was like having Javi and Iniesta playing at the back for Newcastle United the long range passing from those two is obscene and I don't think other teams do it I don't think we see other teams Spraying the ball 70 yards to the fullback who, who meets it on the edge of their box, which happened a few times to Richie today. Um, I just don't think it happens in the Premier League, and it's it's fucking remarkable that um, that Rafa's built us into this into this glorious, glorious side, um, capable of that. And Shaw is is for me one of the one of the key points of it. Um, next up, I'm gonna let one of you two take the lead on this because. I don't even know what to say. I'm so buzzing for him, but Sean Longstaff gets his first goal for Newcastle in the Premier League. So, yeah, me, me, me and Dogger know nothing. Before before the Huddersfield game, we were sort of saying it might be time for to give him a bit of a break and get the real lads back in. Diarmé Shelby or Key, no chance. He is an absolute first name on the team sheet at the minute, Longstaff, and he's finally got the goal to go with it as well. Such a good performance again. Uh, the funny thing is about about the goal. In the minute leading up to it, he, he finally got a bit of a song going in the Gallagher, um, brimful of Asher. With uh, his name's Sean Longstaff and he loves the tune. Um, that went on for about a minute and then he played a terrible pass to Perez and lost the ball. <laughs> but seconds later, he made the challenge, won it back, linked up with Perez again. And uh, I think it was Almiron pinged it out to Richie, who put a cross in and, and set up the first goal. Which So uh, the ball dropped back when he scored. Like, he's just... He's mint. <laughs> he wins the ball in their half, their side of the halfway line so much. It just opens us up. That that's that's one where where you know at our most potent, like winning the ball in their half. Like we struggle to build up from the back. You're right with with share um Cher and Lejeune, we're, we're capable of getting the ball forward. But it's these these two Longstaff and Hayden that give them some credit. 
breaking up the play, high up the pitch and getting us into dangerous positions where we can do some damage. It, it's so refreshing and, and Longstaff, he's so confident. And Norm, Norman said to the, the group today, and I absolutely agree with it, it's that Longstaff doesn't look out of his depth and when he does stuff like that like that goal he doesn't even look like he's absolutely buzzing with it he looks like no no this is what I'm capable of he looks confident and kind of composed about it it's it's really exciting he's fucking mint and he's going to be playing for England in, in a matter of weeks <laughs> seriously though he's uh, he's become such an incredibly exciting prospect one thing I noticed Ben I want your take on this is um, 10 minutes to go the results kind of sewn up we all, we all know that the team know that Burnley know that Daish and Rafa know that Rondon is knackered up front, clearly. And Rafa brings off Longstaff. And I think it's to protect him because he's possibly now our most important player. Or up there. Si he, wants to he was on a yellow card, like, um, and there was a there was a tackle. I mean, so I think that's probably the point I was gonna gonna make. Um there was a fifty fifty that he kind of backed out of um at, at that point. Yeah. Like, well it's one of those where he he um <clears throat> he, he basically allowed the the Burnley defender to come away with it and and sort of half bottled the tackle um because he knew if he went in and, and got him he was off and I think Rafa realised actually we don't we can't afford to lose this player for for any games at alone um sort of protect him from the ban so yes there might have been a, an element of of um wanting to protect them in terms of sort of physicality wise but equally I, th- I think it was just he he was on the yellow and we can't afford to, to get him sent off um. <clears throat> He was absolutely brilliant there. Like hundred percent agree with you there, um, Sai. Like he's he's just becoming a, such a, a common presence in that team. I mean, you think he's the youngest player by a long shot in that squad, and yet you wouldn't know it looking at it. Like he, he he's willing to take the ball off the centre backs at any moment. He he makes it easy for them. That's the thing. Lascelles must absolutely love playing football with Sean Longstaff because he takes the responsibility on himself every time. He'll accept the ball no matter where he is. He's always looking for the ball. He's always off offering a, a pass for the defenders, and he, he's willing to then pick the ball, spin, and and, and play, play play the ball, and, and get the move started. And his range of passings is is growing and growing. I mean, you, the first few games he was keeping a bit more simple. Now he's starting to show us the full range of his his uh, passing ability, and it, it's like having Shelby on the pitch at times. The 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 balls that he plays in for the fullbacks, uh, sort of in in behind their their um their fullbacks, are unbelievable at times, and. and they're, they're accurate as well so it gives us a chance to get a foothold in the final third and um, it's just a matter of time then when you've got Rondon went in the middle before he starts getting plenty of goals from, from lifting crosses and things like that Totally agree um, and, and one thing we need to make sure that people are aware of is Longstaff's now shown it in every kind of game like he's he's been brilliant against Man City brilliant against Man City in a win he was class at Chelsea on his first appearance he was decent at Spurs He's he's ran the game against Huddersfield and he's ran the game again tonight in Centre Midfield for Newcastle United at twenty one years old and he's you know before he got chucked in the team he had had he played more than ten minutes I, I could I don't think so um, the turnaround in his fortunes is remarkable and he, he fucking deserves it and it's brilliant to see um, see Jordy doing it it really is like it's it's fucking delightful um, so Sean Longstaff if, if by any chance you're listening we all love you. Um, Everyone in the car and <laughs> on all the rest of the lads and lasses at home. Um, Sai, do you reckon I was safe? Uh, yeah, we are, aren't we? I mean, we're seven points clear of the relegation zone now. Um, six points clear of sixteenth because that's Cardiff. Of those four teams, they're not they're not going to make up that ground on us now. Ten games to go, thirty-one points. Um, 
we're closer now to the top 10 than we are at the relegation zone. So I think there's only one thing we should be thinking about, and that's bettering last season's finish of 10th. I'm serious. Like It's going to happen now. We've clearly hit that point where we're kicking on. This is a complete Newcastle team now. Defensively, sound, solid. But now we've got a real attacking threat. We've found a formula that works. And other teams seem to be really struggling with it. They don't know how to break with down. They don't know how to score against her. And now people are scared of her and scared of the threat of Rondon, Perez, Almiron, like, <laughs> and Longstaff and Hayden. As, as, a, as a front five, that's quite quite daunting for any team now. So absolutely, I think it's a case of how many points can we amass this season and and where, where, where can that take? I absolutely don't even think we need to worry about relegation anymore. It's off the cards. It's totally off the cards. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. I don't think I think, I think we're wasting <laughs> our time. I think we're wasting your time thinking about relegation. Glad <laughs> United are safe and we're, we're now looking up the table and it's it's clear because of the way, you know, every, the way everyone's talking now and the way you hear people talking coming out the ground. People are looking up and it's it's fully deserved. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the other results tonight because they all went our way. Like Brighton lost again, Cardiff lost. I mean, Huddersfield won, but again, I think, that's a, I think that's a positive for us because it means Wolves have dropped points and Wolves are only eighth, nine points ahead of us. I mean, I don't know about you lads, but Wolves is, Wolves is achievable now. Not worried about Huddersfield. I'm, I'm glad they got some points. Nice for them, but we don't need to worry about it, do we? When, when you said I was safe, I honestly thought you meant for the 10th. The tenth, like top ten. It's like, I mean, it's still touch and go, Mickey. But I, I think we're nearly there. We're nearly safe for a top ten. Um, hundred percent agree. Like, it's it's not even on the cards. I'm. It it's taken us a while to get here. Like, I I was pretty adamant for a long, long time there that we we would be we wouldn't be good enough. But the the, the change in fortunes. Um, of of just I mean, this run of form that we're on and the confidence is given the players now. We we look a completely different team to. To, to where we were say um, a couple of months ago and it's it's just so like enjoyable to watch and so refreshing that as, as you say it's not something we used to like I don't know how, how to react like I, I feel like we will be it's like imagine we're, we had something to play for like in terms of Europe or something at this point like if, if we'd have just had a better start of the season we could we're, the momentum's behind where Rafa's got everyone playing uh, the way we've got we've got options now on the team I mean there's there's, there's only really a, a couple of positions that a guarantee, um, Rondon. You would say if if he sort of went out, we might struggle uh, to to sort of score goals because um, Hosselu doesn't look like he's capable of it. But other than that, like every other, I mean, you think the the players not getting a game in the centre mid? It's outrageous. Um, we've got plenty of centre backs. Like we just shuffle them around. Like Paul Dummett obviously came back tonight, so it's just looking really really strong. Yeah, I think on the preview we even said that the one of the uh, one of the guaranteed places is DeAndre Edlin. And he was on the bench tonight. And Mankio played really well. I thought he had a good game. Um, one one of his best ones for Newcastle. And not because like he was he was bombing on or creating loads of chances. He was he was just he was full of energy and he was just doing all the right things. Like that's what Rafa Benitez does to players when they've lost their confidence. He reintroduces them slowly, gets them to do their job, gets them to build up their confidence. And that was a class performance from him. So not even right back, which we thought was like a problem position, is now a, a certain pick. Um, the only, the only like first name on the team sheet, as I said before, is Longstaff until he puts a foot wrong, and I don't think he will. So it's getting a bit scary. Like how do, how does Shelby and and Diame and Key, who was playing well at Christmas, how does any of them get back in the team? It's it's a, it's a tough one for me. They don't at all. But you know we've now got a bit of breathing space. Um, ten fixtures to go. Is Rafa gonna like mix it up at any point, or does he just keep going because these lads are doing so well? He's gonna want the points on the board for sure. Rafa Benitez is a winner and. Uh... 
of in the, in the perspective of Newcastle United, winning is is purely based on the the total amount of points because we're not going to qualify for Europe. We're not going to win any cups or anything. Let's not get carried away about it. Um, he's going to want to finish as high up the league as he possibly can because it makes a massive statement. Um, you're right to talk about squad depth, and I, I think in in kind of our proper adult lives. So if you count the last ten years. This is by far and away the most like the most adept squad we've had. There's never been competition for places like we've like we've got now under under Mike Ashley because he's never allowed it, and no other manager has been capable of doing it on the budget that they've had. And, and basically, every one of them has had more of a budget than Mafeminators, by the way. And it's something that that he probably deserves the most credit for out of everything, Rafa is assembling a squad where we're going to lose a couple of players to injury and still be sound by. By gaining money, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable that he take he, he took a first team, and he's turned it into a squad where the second string are probably better than the first team was. Yeah, I mean, what's what's more impressive about that is because I don't think we would have been saying this about a month ago. A, a month ago, we were saying, well, we were literally were saying we need players in or we're going to get relegated. <laughs> but what he has done, as well as you know, he's he's finally got Almir on, and it's quite clear he was bang on about him because he's he's made such a difference already. Every every one of his kind of first choice sign-ins like Lejeune, the the key players he wants to bring in, even key, we needed a centre mid, and he did a job for for a while, and he's been he's been usurped by two players who, long staff, everyone was talking about he needs to get out on loan, needs to build some experience to like hey, to League One, yeah, as well. to League One. Hayden wanted out to you know most fans a month ago would have been happy to let him go. Nobody wants to see that happen now. But what Raf has done is still find a use for these players. He's he's got them back in the team. You know, a lot of other managers would just give on, give up on Hayden. They would they wouldn't even think about putting Longstaff in that position. Rafa's found a way, and he's 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 taught them how to play mint football because the pair of them have been an absolute revelation. So that's why our squad is now as big as it is because he's managed to get a use out of every player, and that's why players like Kennedy and Hosselu have still been making sub appearances in these last two yeah. games because they still might be important. Chances are we don't need Hosselu if if Rondon stays fit the rest of the season. We don't need Hosselu, but we might. So there's no point in completely pushing him out of the squad. He's still there. And that, that's what Rafa's best at, is having a squad and making sure it gets used. So whilst, yes, he'll continue to pick the first 11, he'll find ways and means to kind of make little changes and tweaks here. Mankio is the example tonight. You'll find tactical reasons to change one or two things whilst keeping everyone going. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right, Sai. And it's just another pointer towards the absolute genius of our beautiful Spanish manager. Um, <laughs> ben... There's no place in the squad t- twice in three days for a fully fit Yoshinori Muto without being too reactionary. Do you think it's the end of the line for him at Newcastle? Do you think we'll see him leave? I mean, it's not just two games, so is it? He's, he's been nowhere really since the uh, the Man U game um, away earlier on in the season. Um, it's it's hard to say really because, I mean, as, as you say, that we, haven't, we aren't blessed with... Well, we haven't been blessed with that that depth. It was pretty much Perez and Rondon, um, sort of doing all the the, the donkey work for for a while now. And Muto, um, although he was injured and obviously been away and whatnot, he didn't really look like he was going to be an option. Um, as you say, he's still not getting in in the squad, and we haven't we still don't have the um, the, the the options in the in the front three or behind the front three really. So it is surprising that he's 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 getting like absolutely no opportunity. Um, you can't really see how he gets gets back in as well. Like, I mean, what 
be interested to know how he's training in terms of uh, sort of his intensity and things like that. Is he really pushing, or is it is is he maybe looking elsewhere? Maybe he just it, he hasn't adapted to to life in the northeast and uh, he's he's found it difficult. You don't know. Um, but I, it, it's it's very hard to see how he how he gets in and breaks into this this team now with the the way they play and the confidence and um, the fact that he's he, he clearly isn't in Rafa's plans at, at this stage. Um, it, it would take some monumental effort for him, and he's not going to get the opportunities. That's his problem. He's literally going to have to do it in training. Um, and I, I just feel Rafa's got the trust in in the squad he's got now, the players that he's using. He's he's going to just roll with this for the rest of the season. So um, yeah, it's it's tough to see how how he breaks in. Um- what do you think about um, Shelby's return to the squad? So I, I don't know whether he's missed today because he's not quite there fitness-wise or if he can't get in because the the two playing in the middle of the park are droppable and the one on the bench is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think, and I know Shelby's got some attitude problems and, and you know, if Rafa's got better options than a, than a, a risk, because we know he doesn't like risky players. We know that Mitrovic was a, was a, was a big one. Um, he doesn't want a player that he can, if he's not in the right mood, might might cost us a game, might get sent off. So um, if we can get by without Shelby, I think he's quite happy to, to continue doing so. At the same time, we all know Shelby's a really good footballer and I'd like to believe he's just been injured and he's, he's not really... We've not had to rush him back because we've, we've got we've got the squad to do it. So we'll, we'll probably see Shelby at some point. Um, one thing I would say is if we hadn't maybe scored the goal in the, way, the manner we did and Cher just pinging one into the top bag... We we weren't creating that amount of chances, so you still want if we get to a, a sixty minutes in a game where we haven't really scored or created many chances, you still you still have a player like Shelby on the bench to to come on. I think he could still be useful. Um, he's he's definitely quality, and I I personally would like to still see him part of the squad. But Ben, you look like you want to say something different. Just absolutely sacrilegious. Like we went, we're struggling to break them down, and we're, the 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 Shaw goal like came out of nothing. I I, I don't believe that. I think if if. I think we took the, the the foot off the pedal a bit at two 0 We let them get away with it. We, we should have scored a few more there. <laughs> um, the Shelby thing. Um, I mean, you saw he, he brought him on against Man U um, a few months ago, sort of to try and help unlock. I think he, he probably will um, bring him back in because he, he's he's one of the most gifted players we've got in the squad. And I mean, just imagine though being able to bring Shelby on as like a second half um, substitute to come on and and then start sort of when a team's tired. Uh, with 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 the fullback bombing on in this formation, we we've, we've been saying basically since we've uh, Almiron's um, arrived at the club, like what the hell are they going to be like together? Like the runs Almiron makes in behind and the pace, like um, Shelby's been like crying out for a player like that for a while. Um, he had to sort of make do with Christian Atu for for far too long and probably dent his confidence. Sort of thought <laughs> I'm not going to waste any more of these these gorgeous balls that that could be. Uh, Going through and creating goals, so I think um, they'll they'll definitely when they when he when he is fit and he's ready. And I don't think Rafa's going to rush him back, and he won't, he doesn't need to. That's the beauty of it. He doesn't need to, so we can give him the time to get him back into confidence, get him back in amongst the squad, and, and and sort of in the right frame of mind to come in and contribute to this team. Yeah, I suppose, you're right. I mean, I would look, I would like to see that, but we're getting it at the minute. But the the ball players is Cher and Lejeune <laughs> pinging the ball over the top, and it's 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 sometimes Yedlin, it's sometimes uh, Almiron now, and then there was a point in the second half, Perez. Dink the ball over the top for Almiron. It was perfect, perfectly weighted, and it was just uh, one of his touches a little bit too heavy, and he got a little bit too close to the keeper, which which meant yeah. he could come out and save it. But I mean, we've got other players who can do that, and I think um, when when the confidence is is brewing in the squad, they're all just much better players. Like we'll write them off probably a little bit too too soon when we're when we're up against it and we're playing badly and losing games. When this team has confidence and doing their jobs properly, and Rafa's got them drilled, we're, 
we're so good. We're, we're a really good football team, and we've we've seen that finally for like the last four or five games now. And I can't see his, I can't see players like Shelby getting by in because he might disrupt that. Um, but as you say, Ben, he might be there as a second option if there's a if we do have an off game and and we're not really unlocking another team. One thing I'd like to bring your attention. I don't want to spend too much more time talking about Shelby because he wasn't even in the squad, but. One thing I said about Shelby was when we introduced Fabian Shaw to the team before Lejeune came back, Shaw, Shea, I, I always get it wrong, brought the ball out and made the passes that Shelby was previously doing and allowed Shelby to move up the pitch. And Shelby didn't adapt to that that well. Longstaff has. Longstaff's moved forward and Hayden Bizarrely has also moved forward despite every piece of possible evidence previous to the recent games saying that he, he's not capable of doing so. Um, and our entire team has moved forward because of it. I think if we put Shelby back in the mix now, it might kind of spoil the system a bit. I don't know. Yeah. But no, no, I think, I think the same. I mean, we, can't, we can't play the same way forever. Other teams will work us out, but yeah, it's it's a it's a funny one because we we all like Shelby. He's a, he's a good footballer. He might be a bit of a dick, but it's nice to have a couple of dicks in he's your squad dick. sometimes. Yeah, he's he's our he's, dick. He's our dick. Um, so yeah, Ben, me and you, I think at the end of the match day pod said that what what a fucking week and it's Tuesday. Like, it doesn't get much better than this, <laughs> which is a sad thing to say in in the context of Newcastle history. But it's been it's been so good. Um, what's 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 different? Why are we suddenly meant? What what's happened? I don't really know how to deal with it. I don't like change. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the confidence, isn't it? I mean that. I, I mean, it comes all from. It stems from, and I'll. You can blow your horn again, Mickey. That Fabian Shaw's unbelievable, like goal against Cardiff. Um, just his his kick started this unbelievable run, that has seen us defeat Man City. Um, we've absolutely battered Huddersfield. We've gone to Wolves and and been robbed of three points against Wolves, who were meant to be the the next big thing. Um, and 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 now Burnley, who were were the, the the next big thing in terms of the the form they've been on and and this unsolvable problem that nobody seemed to have the answer for. Step forward, Rafa Benitez, and fucking give them a church, give them the pl- the blueprint for the rest of the league. How to beat Burnley? It was just a a brilliant, brilliant performance, and um, it's it's covering the things that we've already done. But it's just that the, the performances is getting out of these players, and it's it's a very unusual system. Like as I say, that the Lejeune and Shaw, your two centre backs, basically becoming your your creative sort of ball players, and the fact that it's now allowing your centre mids who. And I suppose it comes back to the point you just made there, where if Shelby was to come back in, he loves to come in and take the ball off off the defenders, and sort of he he wants to be in that position, sort of the deep line playmaker. Well, we don't need him like in this system. We've got Shaw and Lejeune that can do that, and it, what it does is it releases the centre mids to push on and and put the pressure on opposition teams. And Longstaff and Hayden have been doing that brilliantly. They're they're winning the ball as you say. They're winning the ball up in in really dangerous positions now because they're pushing on. I mean. Um, Longstaff won a penalty for where against Man City doing it, pushing right up into the box and, and nicking the ball off. Um, I think it was Fernandinho. He nearly did it again last week against Huddersfield as well. Hayden seems to be, I mean, what that, that kid, he's like an octopus. Like, he's literally just legs come from everywhere and he, he's winning the ball from positions he shouldn't be anywhere near able to get get a clean tackle in. And, and he does, and he did it so many times tonight where he was winning the ball um, from behind and, and just 
the, the they're allowing us to then spring counter-attacks um, so quickly. And then to top it all off, you've got the likes of Perez, who's um, starting to really, really build confidence and taking his touches and taking his time and, and playing with players. And, and at times, we play some really, really good football. Like It's really exciting to watch. And you, you don't see many teams playing as slick as we can at times. So um, it's it, it all stems from the confidence. And I think it was that, that win against Cardiff, that sort of pressure valve just released when we beat Cardiff. And it was like, we're going to stay up. Let's just go and fucking have a go and like and play well I think what's happened is Rafa has built from I think from day one Rafa's had an idea of what he wanted to achieve and he's he's built something piece by piece by piece and it's all just come together and it's done so before Almiron signed but for me Almiron is the, the kind of final piece of the puzzle he offers the pace up front he offers the the ability to get in behind that we didn't just didn't quite have from anyone else, and it's now a fully functioning masterstroke, a tactical masterstroke of a team. It really is, without uh, without being too dramatic about it. Like nobody, nobody else could achieve this with this bunch of players. It's not possible. But the, we've always said that Rafa achieves something where the end product is greater than some of its parts. But the 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 extent of that now is unbelievable and it's it's an absolute joy to watch I mean John Carver the best coach in the world couldn't do this so. <laughs> yeah it's a funny one because yeah we are once again much greater than the sum of our parts our parts have got better we've got better and if we hadn't had such a stinking start of the season and if they just got him Almiron in the summer because he wanted him then if they just got him Rondon at the oh, start of the summer and let him you know have pre-season with our squad yeah. would be in a totally different position now. What, what's Guarantee. happening now would it be in August yeah I mean, there's might have f- won the league. <laughs> we definitely would have won the league. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't. Um, it's 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 weird. It feels it feels like sort of time lost again because we're now seeing it all at the end of a season when we could have could have been in a better position and you know had we been where we are now before Christmas, the cups could have been a much bigger deal and there's so many things that could have been done better. So Newcastle United, let's not drag it down. Yeah, side. yeah. Newcastle United isn't quite where it needs to be yet but Rafa Benitez and the players absolutely are he's done the absolute best he could with this squad he's had to find a way with with an under under nourished is the word I'm going to go for <laughs> nice. squad um, up to Christmas he's had to make do with one signing basically I mean we haven't really seen Baraka yet I wonder if I wonder um, if you're the first person to ever describe a football squad as undernourished <laughs> they were <laughs> undernourished and I mean Ashley's Where's only Ashley's finally lady? Ashley's <laughs> finally watered the plants and it's 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 a little bit better but um, he's, sp- he's sprinkled a bit of sweat yeah yeah <laughs> So um, it's 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 mint. It's getting better. Um, I just kind of hope it carries on after the summer. And it's come on, Rafa. You can tell when we're winning games, though. He looks happy. He looks yeah. like he wants to say. And you can't rule anything out now. And it's just, I'm I'm just enjoying it again. I'm really enjoying Newcastle United. How good is it? I mean, this is like got to be one of his most satisfying like periods in as a manager as well. I mean, I know he's obviously had a hell of a lot more success at, at other clubs, but to be getting like the, the satisfaction of literally turning a turd into uh, this diamond that it is now um with, with the the resources and everything like it's it's an unbelievable job like this that you use right to say there's like I don't think there's another manager that could have done it um and it's just it's so satisfying to see like as you say like how how happy he looks and you you can't really like uh, I can't see this going any other way than being like happy ending. Like it's it's going to lead to silverware at some point, surely. As long as he stays, 
as long as he, as long as he signs a new contract, as long as Mike Ashley does the bare minimum, which is all Rafa's fucking asking for, um, things are really looking positive for Newcastle, and it's amazing how quickly things can turn, and and turn from dead negative to dead positive. But I know those three, at least in this car, are all getting overexcited. Um, about Newcastle United and what like it's fucking great we deserve this because we've had so much shy for so long it's fucking great that things are going well for a fucking change and it's you know it's all it's all down to Rafa um, one, one last thing I want to say just on the, on the last uh, three maybe four uh, results is after Cardiff I said how bad were Cardiff after Huddersfield were like bloody hell how bad were they after tonight I was sitting there thinking how bad were Burnley Man City probably not would really had to fight for that win but you know what we're making these teams look bad because we're fucking good now and we're just not used to it. That's what it is. Newcastle, United are good and it's been a long time coming. Yeah, so that's a perfect way to finish the podcast because we are. Um, thanks everyone for uh, for listening. It's been great to have you. Um, if you like what we do, we uh, produce a load more shows every week on Patreon. So if you, if you do like what we do, subscribe, size in five or six. Sometimes it's more, sometimes not often, but sometimes it's less. But most of the time it's more this week in particular. There's there's absolutely loads coming your way on Patreon. So um, do that. It's We think it's about £6.55 or something. It depends on the exchange rate, um, which uh, today is a pound you got better. So maybe this month it might be a little bit less. Um, try so for what, a month. What, 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 what a month to try. Even more reason to do it then. You're getting a bargain for this month. Exactly. So um, subscribe on Patreon. Um, have a read of our fanzine if you get a chance as well. True Faith, it's, it's great. Um, it's you know back in paper this year um loads of brilliant articles in there um and and thanks again to our partners at fans bet who um who refund that's not the right word who donate 50 percent of your losses to good football causes um so if you are into gambling or into football gambling um do it with them because they're, they're the best ones if you're not into gambling absolutely do not start we're not advocating that but if you are Use fans bet. Um, thanks again. Cheers.